0: Hello and welcome to The Unconscious at Work. This is a podcast for people who are interested in understanding the unconscious psychological forces that influence our lives, both at work and at home. I'm Dr. Mike Drayton and I'm an organisational consultant, executive coach and clinical psychologist and I'll be taking a deep dive beneath the surface of your everyday life. This episode is about the psychology of futile meetings. How many meetings have you been in that have ended up being a complete waste of time? And how many meetings have you been in that have avoided making any sort of decision? Have you ever been in a meeting that has made a decision but then seems to struggle for weeks or even months to implement that decision? This is a common frustration in organisations with boards or leadership teams never actually getting anything done, despite endless meetings. This group procrastination is very similar to what you might do to avoid a potentially stressful situation. You convince yourself of the need to gather more information before you start. Or check your email just one more time. Or make a cup of coffee. This is before starting work. It's as if only then can the real work begin. In many teams and boards, the members look busy, but in reality they are working hard to avoid making difficult decisions. Without realising it, they have shifted their attention to a new purpose different to the one the meeting started with. This new purpose is to avoid the anxiety associated with having to make an important decision and maybe getting it wrong. The real work gets sabotaged. This process was first identified by the psychoanalyst, Wilfred Bion, who studied group dynamics. He coined the term anti-task to describe this behaviour because the apparent importance of the anti-task activity masks the reality of the unconscious avoidance of the real work that needs to be done. In effect, it sabotages the real work task. It's important for a leader to understand that the group they lead can be in one of two modes. A work task mode, that is getting on with the task, or an anti-task mode, that is avoiding the work task. In work task mode, the team feel energetic, creative, and effective. It's doing what it's supposed to be doing. In the anti-task mode, the team seems to have a different purpose. For example, the group may want to avoid upsetting one member, Let's say one team member has an idea that all the other team members just know isn't going to work. Rather than just tell that person kindly but firmly that their idea is a non-runner, the team just seems to struggle to get through the agenda and puts off the decision to the next meeting. This is maybe to avoid hurting the feelings of the person whose idea it was, or just avoid the discomfort of dealing with an opinionated or loud group member. From the outside, the team looks like it's doing a lot of productive work, but really it's avoiding the real work. It is what Wilfred Bion would describe as an anti-task behaviour. In his work on group dynamics, Bion identified three unconscious traps that teams sometimes fall into. The first trap is one of dependency, when the team becomes over-dependent on the leader. It feels like the team loses all its skills, experience and capacity for independent thought, leaving just the leader with all the responsibility. This can be initially seductive for all concerned. The leader feels important and the team can sit back and relax. But, after a while, the team just ends up feeling useless and de-skilled and the leader feels isolated, put upon and anxious. The second trap is called pairing and is similar to the first. In this trap, the team abdicates their responsibility, not to the leader, but to two other team members who, as a pair, discuss a decision while the rest of the team passively look on, letting them get on with it. The final trap observed by Bion is called fight or flight. This happens when the team get caught up in fighting an external enemy rather than getting on with the job. This can be seen most clearly in the development of organisational silos, where the performance of the business becomes secondary to not being pushed around by those idiots in, for example, sales and marketing, finance, or compliance. If you're a leader, board member, or team member, what can you do if you notice your team slipping into these unconscious traps? Here are two tips. First, Try and make a conscious effort to be aware of the dynamics of the group as well as the practical tasks of the group. This is difficult, but will pay big dividends in improving team performance. You will often notice these unconscious dynamics if you feel a compulsion to behave differently than you normally would. For example, if you think a particular department are okay, but feel compelled to join in in talking them down. Second, If you do notice the team falling into one of these traps, tactfully bring it up. For example, if you feel you are being encouraged to blame another department, shift the focus back to the team. Say something like, They might not be perfect, but neither are we. What can we do here to improve things? If the team is going round in circles, avoiding making a decision, say so. Ask the question, I wonder if we're using this to avoid making a decision. Having said all this, meetings can be useful. They're an opportunity for people to get together and share ideas and opinions. But if nothing comes of them, they're pointless and a waste of time. The way to avoid this is by looking beneath the surface at what's really going on. Ask yourself if the meeting that you're in is in work task or anti-task mode. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, join me for the next episode.